warmth. We love warmth in my room. In my room too. Is it warm in there? Yeah, the heater goes directly into oh, my room. Oh, I always I that forget bend. that. You're so lucky. Yeah. It's bullshit. My heater, right. see that heater right there? It doesn't do shit. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't even notice you had a heater. I know. How do you turn it <laughs> you, on? You've sat here for months and months every Sunday. And it's and literally, yeah, it, guys, this is literally uh, one and a half feet away from me. And there's, yes. how, how do you turn it on? Look to the left of my door. No, just right. Oh, you have a thing. I do. But if you turn it on, nothing happens. I had no idea. Yes. Your room was totally a separate apartment. Oh, 1,000% it was. Guys, his room is so big, and you can tell it was definitely a studio apartment, and this just solidifies it. I had no idea this was here. You didn't mention it in the apartment tour video. Well, it doesn't really work, so it doesn't matter. Uh, And yes, I feel like also pointing to the fact that it was a studio is the fact that I have a... Oh gosh, what's it called? Like a food disposer. What's it called? Garbage garbage disposal disposal in in your like bathroom sink. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, that is for someone who has a studio. So (laughs) I love it. The magic of architecture. It really is magical, don't you you think? Oh my God. Welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And what a week it has been. One of us has been cured. I mean, of, <laughs> the word you're looking for is vaccinated. <laughs> I'm going to say cured just because it, ah. it's nicer and it reminds me of food, like a cured meat. Sure. We and all you, love- you're looking tasty all right, right. right well, now. Well, you seem so. to be in an odd mood <laughs> on this Sunday night. But yes, if we're going to talk about our weeks, that was what I was going to start out with. Like, guys, Okay. <laughs> All right, <gasps> I I'm gonna tell my version okay, of the story. Do, all right, even though it's my story to tell, <laughs> but yes, please let's hear from your perspective. Well, because I didn't do anything exciting this week, so this is all okay. This is about. all we're talking about. So Great. Saturday, I'm like ten minutes. Aw- I'm like five <laughs> minutes away from like putting my gross work shoes on yeah. to get go out the door to work, mm. and I get a phone call from Matt Palmer, and I'm like, oh no, emergency! Because right. Matt Palmer doesn't call. No, me. we text. Like that's weird. Every once in a while, like, we act, guys, we actually hate each other. I know. And we're in a few. I know. Um, just kidding. We love each other. Um, and he was just like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, uh, and, he, and he was like, or do you have to go to work? And I'm like, yeah. Oh. And he was like, oh, no. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, because um, I just got the vaccine. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like looking for people or something. And I'm just like, uh, mm. uh, uh, uh. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, God, should I just like, because I guarantee you, like, if I told my boss, like, hey, I'm like, have an opportunity to get the vaccine. Right. Like, she would be like, oh, don't come. Like, come when you can. Right. Like, get the vaccine and everything. But on the phone, you were just like, no, it's not like a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. Like they get it. So I was just like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm in like my boss thinks I'm like we're in the next group anyway right. to get it. So I'm pretty sure like I'll be getting it soon. Yeah. So Matt Palmer, how did this come about? All right. And the thing is, until the opportunity arose to get, like tell you about this, the whole plan was like, oh, this will be so fun to reveal on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Matt Steele just listened to that reaction of the fact that I got vaccinated. So on Thursday, a friend who has requested to remain nameless <gasps> uh, texted me and was like, hey, my neighbor said that they are trying out a new federal place for vaccinations <gasps> and like a federal sign up thing that anyone can do. Like, so you can go on, put your real stats, say that I'm between 19 and 65 and that I have no conditions that require me to get this oh, early. I'm 18. Uh, Damn well, it. no, oh. you're not. And um, I can to tell them every truth about me, say that I don't have health conditions, that I, you know, am not 65 and up and you can schedule your first and second appointments for the vaccine. Wow. So it's and like a trial it, thing. It was a trial thing and I did it. Then I texted it to Jackson. He tried to do it maybe five, seven minutes later. He's like, 
there are no appointments. Wow. Okay. So so there was just no like. So if anyone out there is an LA friend, don't think I didn't think of you. Of course, you would have been on my list. But literally after I did it, as the Jackson five minutes later was like, "There's no way you can, I can't sign up anymore." Wow. So okay. I just snuck in under the radar, and so I go. I, I Jackson drives me. We're hoping that we can like sweet talk them into giving him one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go, and we get to the place, and it's like we're going through a parking structure, and there's like. I guess a FEMA guy. They're all guys. I never think maybe a girl or two, but it's a bunch of guys all dressed in army fatigue. So Mm -hmm. I assume they're, I don't know what national guard who's to say, but, uh, we roll up and I'm like, hi, this is my last name. And my appointments at three ten. Is there any way that, uh, my buddy here, I didn't say, buddy. I said, is there any way that he can get, is there any way the love of my the life, the love of my life can also who is older and more susceptible. It's true. Those one and a half years, hey, <laughs> one and a half years closer to 65. It counts. Uh, okay, is there any way that he can get one too? And he basically was like, could you guys both leave and come back hmm. later? And like, I feel like it's a light day. I think we could squeeze you both in. But I'm like, well, I have an appointment. Should I just do it now? He's like, yes. But do you have any other friends who haven't gotten vaccinated who can join you? And I was I can join him. If there's two of them, it's more likely they'll get one. And I didn't <gasps> understand that. And that's why I was like, yes, Matt Steele. <laughs> yes, Matt Steele is good for something. It's so perfect. This is the per- the role of a lifetime would be it you really getting is. this vaccine. And so we called. Uh, we Since Matt Steele was unavailable, we have another friend who has a wife who has gotten the vaccine already. Mm-hmm. And they have a baby, and so he was like, he's really been going to try to get this vaccine so that their whole household can be, you know, COVID-free and safe and all of this. And so he joined us later on. We went back as we were asked to at like six o'clock before they closed, and uh, they were like, "Oh no, we have no extras." Ugh. I know. So well, you tried. We tried. I tried to pay it forward. Thank you, faithful, so much to my unnamed friend for the text. And again, if you're listening and you're an LA friend, please know if I had the opportunity to reach out to you, I would have. And even the, the backup person, the Matt Steele person, didn't even get it. That but day, just so. know that I come first. <laughs> I was just Sorry. thinking of people in my bubble because it's like, okay, yes. what really is going to change about my life right now? Pretty much nothing. Like, yeah. I will be inside with a person who texted me. And that'll be not nerve wracking. Me and the person who texted me might go to a restaurant and eat outside. I might fly home and see my parents as soon mm-hmm. as my dad gets it. And then that's it. Like, it's like I just am going to go to the grocery store and be a little less nervous in my double mask. Like, nothing yeah. about my life is really changing because, of course, we haven't reached herd immunity. And what Joe Biden told us was, like, if you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, take it. Take it. Take it. So that's yes. what I did. I am Pfizered up. Ooh, so, Pfizer. I know. Girl. So that's like the first dose is like 93% or some shit. And so oh, I'm my like, God. I know. I see it coursing through your oh. veins. And I didn't have any side effects except I was very sleepy. But then as Jackson kindly pointed out, you're always sleepy. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> which I don't agree with. I'm not sleepy not super sleepy right now, but I was very sleepy afterwards. And from through the rest of the night, we tried to stay up until like midnight. So I wouldn't be like completely thrown off my sleep schedule. And then I slept for 10 hours straight. Great. And uh, now I feel pretty perfect. Like my arm, I kind of feel something. The shot uh, doesn't hurt at all. Um, The guy who administered the shot named Scotty. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Scott. Did you tell him about two gay mats? I didn't. Um, But he was very nice. And he like was like, oh, and my middle name's Matt, blah, blah, blah. He's like, because he asked what my name was I think to get me distracted as he shot me with the vaccine mm-hmm. and I told him it was he was his middle name as well he's a very handsome man in fatigues and I was like hey don't hate that 
So well, did you give him my number if he was handsome? Uh, no, and I like had it had like access to vaccines. I was like, I was Scott is the perfect man. For I me. sat there for 15 minutes as requested, hoping that I did not have an allergic reaction to the Pfizer vaccine. OK, so I wasn't thinking about your dating life at that Ugh, exact moment. I apologize. But we're halfway there. And the That's, thing is, you're going to get it soonish. So yes. our whole apartment. Oh my god! Our whole apartment. Our whole apartment. Guys, the rooms with all the heaters will be filled with vaccinated people. Yes, only one of those two heaters works. Reminder, <laughs> but yes, I just think that's exciting because then if like we do something that's like a little oh I don't know a little like not exactly what we do all the time, it's like well at least we're both vaccinated. Yes, and you know? here's the thing: like you you deserve the vaccine. Oh, you, like thank you, you you are. Like, I have to say, I have been very blessed throughout this COVID process mm. because, like, I have a job that I go into, which, like, is, you know, puts me at some sort of risk. Yeah. But I still, like, I get to see people. Yes. I get to feel some sort of semblance of community yes. like, because I go into work. Um, and honestly, like, work has become so much easier now that I don't have to deal with, like, customers. Hey, we love like, that. So that's amazing. I mean, you know, unemployment is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yes. you know, like my hour, my hours were cut down, but like, you know, it, it's, it's been, it has not been super, super, I got yeah. to go home for the holidays yes. and everything. Yes. And like, that was very much needed. And that was definitely a good refresher that mm. I needed. So it's like Matt Palmer deserves that. I need to go he, home. He, Matt Palmer literally stays in the apartment, like with <laughs> Jackson, doesn't do anything. He didn't get to go home for the holidays. No. Matt Palmer should get the vaccine. Oh, that's sweet. So he can schedule, so he can book a flight home when his parents parents are about yes. your mom's fully vaccinated yes. your dad is still waiting for his first one right i but think it's like so yeah but it's soon. scheduled yeah no it's, it's scheduled it's on the books. so at some at some point like maybe like your birthday you can I go know home. i know i just i i that's the thing is that's the only thing like i really want to do i realize life does not change too much for me until herd immunity occurs which is hopefully like i was reading could be as early as july as late as like october november but <laughs> yeah it depends that's on, yeah. that's when life really changes but even still now it's like well now if i were to go to eat at a restaurant outside which I've done sporadically or mm. do like another park hang which I've done a little bit it's just like I'm less nervous than yes. I was and so just that like little layer that little peace of mind I'm excited yes about and it. let me tell you like getting to go home is incredible I like I wait. when I tell you I did nothing I did I not go wait. outside at home <laughs> I sat in a house and the only time I went outside was to like pick up food like in while in the car right and, like with, I was just with my family for two weeks but just because November and December were just like rough oh for me like I was like oh my god I'm going insane and just January and February, I've been feeling amazing. I like love I'm that. Just, it was just, a reset. Just because I had that nice reset, that yes. refresher, you know. Obviously, it also helped January and February, like, people were getting vaccinated. Yes, and numbers and are, like, plummeting. Yes, so it's and like, new okay, president. New we're president. Like, oh, it's, 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 you know, nowhere to go but up. I hope I don't rest. get hate for this, the fact that I got it. Like, I don't think people no, will get you, mad. No, because you were, it's an experimental thing exactly. that you did. So, like, you were the guinea pig for this new system yes. that will eventually benefit so many people. And it's not, and again, I didn't lie. I've read a story about these two girls who dressed up as grannies, got their first <laughs> vaccine successfully, which was impressive to me, but then their second time they got caught into the not getting a second dose, which is kind of wasteful, but whatever. Yeah, they, they should be getting a second I dose. I know, but again, I didn't do that. I did not pull the wool over anyone's eyes I was honest the whole way through and if there are other the, the point that I have been repeat that's been repeated to me is like the goal is to get shots in arms yes. and if I can be an arm if they're looking for arms to test the sign up system I will be that arm well the sign up system will get more shots in more yes. people's arms and honest, so you are helping make that system work 
And when it all does open up, I'm telling you, it took 30 minutes. Like it is ju- honestly just like getting tested. At least mine, what I did, it was a drive through one. Um, and so you just kind of went through this parking structure, told them your appointment name and number. You go up because you have to go through the full line and go all the way down to the bottom of the parking structure, get in these lines. And it's like when you'd get tested and you would just be in your car the whole time. The only reason I got out of the car at all was because I was sitting on the right side and I wanted the shot in my left arm. But if you're on the left side, right handed. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yes. But if I were on the other side of the car, I would not have left the car at all. I would have gotten the shot, sat there for 15 minutes just in case okay. I had an allergic reaction and then drove off. And so, you, so you can get out of the car. Like, yeah, to, yes. To I mean, because I, because I'm left handed. So I'm like, oh, wait, but if I'm driving, like, yes. I'm going to have to like turn you around. Should, they ask you which arm you want. And if you say, oh, I want the right one, you'll just have to step out of the car a little bit. Show them your right shoulder. OK, call it. Cool. I'm, I'm not worried about this. It's just no. something that I have thought yeah, about. Now, you know, okay, now, you know. Oh my gosh! Well, um, is, I guess nothing else happened to me this week, really. Either. <laughs> I know, like this week. Uh, oh, the the wash machine, but oof, that's a, that's all right. a sad story. Do we know that it's fixed? They, they, I got an email saying that it's fixed. Okay, because yes. I saw I was like going to do my laundry today, and then I went in there and I was like, "There's no water in here." But yeah, I'm I got, I, got I should have told you I got an email saying that's it's fine. fixed, guys. I tried doing my laundry on Thursday. I was like, "Ooh, I don't have to be at work until five today," mm. and so I put. My laundry in the washing machine, and it was sweaters, and it was a it was a large load, but it right. was it didn't like it wasn't too big for the washing machine to right. handle. Well, maybe it was, but I don't <laughs> understand because the lid closed fine, like everything fit perfectly. Um, it, I go in there to take them out of the washer, and uh, they are not just sopping wet, but still in the in, entire oh. tub of water, soapy. Water. And I don't did we ever and talk about it on the show that we've had issues with the washer for literally the past six months and they to the point where we complain so much. I assume other people complain, but especially this one apartment uh, complained so much that they had to replace it. And so this is the replacement washer having this issue. Yes. And so and so, of course, I'm just like, oh, shit, like these are these are clothes. These are sweaters. These are clothes I can't even put in the dryer to begin right. with, let alone like it like having these air dry. There's nowhere to do it in our apartment. Mm. But like they had they have to be flat. So yeah. like it's I have to lay down towels and put them all like on my bed and flat. Horrifying. Like on the floor. it's horrible. Um so that was horrible. Um <laughs> but luckily like I didn't have to go into work that night. Hey, I love that. <laughs> so, so yeah. But I wish that that was the day you called me for the vaccine. I know, but again, you wouldn't have gotten the vaccine even even if you'd been with me. So fine. Yeah. I have been talking to my friends and it's like, we could, we have like days that are, we don't work or whatever. We could just be like drive out to somewhere. I don't know where they have lots of extras. Right. I mean, and they said that, I mean, the, the way that they wait on the extras at this specific location is basically you drive up around six, you get in line, you get up there, you're saying, I'm just here to see if there are any extras. And they tell you yes or no, basically at that point. Mm -hmm. So I know people who have done those standby lines where they have to get there, wait all freaking day, like eight hours in line in the sun. This is so much easier than that. Mm-hmm. And I assume there are going to be days that they have extra vaccines available. So I'll give you the address. And if you feel like driving over an evening at like 6 p.m. And it's close? Uh, no, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not close, but it is at 6 p.m. It's like uh, Cal State L.A. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so it's not a world away, uh, but it's like it was a 30 minute drive without traffic. I would recommend going and doing it, asking to get the extras did not take long at all. And um, if you got it, you got it. And it was it's a good two hours to do that. 
there and back. So. That's great. And then if they don't have it, well, at least you got to get go out. Exactly. You went outside. You saw <laughs> you the sky. Outside. Not the it's worst beautiful. thing. beautiful. Outside is lovely. I know. Um, so let's jump into News for Idiots. I'm glad we had so much to talk about personally because there's not a lot to talk about on News for Idiots. Just warning. But okay. the biggest story of the week, I believe, is what happened in Texas. Mm, and Cancun. And Ke- oh. <laughs> or we don't know what happened in Cancun. Jesus Christ. But. Well, it was his daughter's fault. Yeah, don't worry. His daughter's fault. Oh, my God. So- Are his daughters still in Cancun? Who knows? I think they stayed. I know he came back. I think they stayed. I don't know if they're still there now. I think the plan was, according to those text messages, to come back today. So maybe they're back. So if you've been living under a rock for the week or you're not American, hey, Montana. Um, (laughs) Ted Cruz, who's this demon, who's like a senator from Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, was... Texas has had this week like an unprecedented winter storm. Yeah. So we're like it feels like half of the people in I don't know if all of Texas, but in certain areas, you'd look and see that the power was out for like the entire half of the city and the other half had power, had heat, had water. But now it's it's I've talked to people who are in the Texas area that are like, oh, I had to leave my home. We're bunking at this different place because we didn't have power. We thought we had water all the day, but now the water has just gone out. And it's just like a completely fucked situation because again this is a place in the country that's not the, its infrastructure is not prepared for this kind of snowstorm yes and uh this kind of power outage and it's so devastating oh my god like you see the videos of people's houses and their roofs just like caving in it's, I, it's devastating it's horrifying i've seen a video of like a house on fire and there's no water in the whole fucking city <gasps> so the fire department is there and they can't do anything oh my god it's just heartbreaking the fact honestly that people I guess it was early and people didn't really know what was going on but I feel like people were making jokes about this yeah because it was just like oh it's snowing in Texas right and then it's suddenly just like oh no this is not no this this is not funny this is not good and it just is so disgusting and horrifying and like hard to watch in every way and then you see that Ted Cruz someone took a picture of him at an airport it's like uh he's flying to Cancun as this is happening. Mm. And so and while like other senators are like busting their oh, butts, like trying senators not pe- from people, the state. People not from the state. AOC and yes. Beto, who is from the state, of course, they've raised like four million dollars as Ted Cruz is Yeah, Julian Julian Castro like raised so much money. Like, Amazing. A, a bunch of um like Congress people have raised so much money. Right. And Ted Cruz is flying to Cancun. Flew to Cancun. And like got so much shit on that flight. He stayed just one night and flew back because he was going to stay through Sunday. But just because he got caught, just because people knew his whereabouts, he came back, blamed his daughter. It also came out that he had left his daughter. Dog, uh, oh, in no. that fucking deadly snowstorm, just left the dog there in the house. In the house, yeah. I'm assuming it's, like maybe they got like a how like a dog sitter for it or something, or maybe they just maybe left, they did left it. a bunch of food out. It's just like who knows. But the fact that he was just like, well, I left because my daughters wanted to go, <sighs> and I, being a good father, um, wanted to like fly with them. And I think like, he lied and said like, oh, I was just gonna drop her off. And it's yeah. like, no, no, you changed your flight at 8 a.m. Like uh, Thursday morning or whatever. Mess. You fucking liar. So I think that's what's happening. This man just pro- has proven so many times, even just this year, that he is unfit to be seated anywhere. He doesn't care about his constituents. He thinks that the insurrectionists are, he stoked the flames of the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Then he also voted against Donald Trump's impeachment. Because he's a piece of shit, which, like, of course we all knew. But, like, the fact that within a month and a half of the new year, you've come out to be such an ass. 
so many times over. And the thing is, like, he's not even liked by his like fellow Republican peers no. like, in Congress. Like Lindsey Graham has made jokes about how people do not like how like right. he, he does not like Ted Cruz. Like, like so it's like how is does he keep getting reelected? I, I don't. Know. I just. Uh, I'm assuming is Beto running again against him? I, I would hope so. I just. But. And also, like, it can't be his physical attributes because, ooh, can't think of an uglier man, <laughs> which I don't feel bad saying because he's an ugly person inside. It's, like, so gross. Like, it's such a horrible, horrible thing to do. Yes. And just, what are you thinking? Yes. What are you thinking? So, our hearts go out to anyone affected by the Texas winter storm, and, you know, we're thinking good things. I mean, there are many places to donate. You should, you should, you should. Uh, just go online, Google about it, and send whatever money you can because it's such dire situation. Um... Did you watch the Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil documentary trailer? I did not watch the trailer, but I've like read about it. Oh my fucking God. Is the trailer like a lot? Devastating. It's like we all knew that she OD'd and that she basically, um, whatever that drug is that kind of brings people that are on the brink of death from an OD back to life, Mm -hmm. that is what saved her life. But I didn't realize that she had three strokes and a heart attack that Mm -hmm. evening. Yeah. Uh, The interviews are so candid. It's just like one guy who I assume is in his inner circle is basically like, so wait, are we, are we talking about heroin? Like, are we allowed to talk about this? They have footage of her being asked by people around her, like just giving, being like, I just feel like I need to tell you to be careful today. And then Demi like has this plastic smile on her face. Like what? I'm always careful. Mm -hmm. Cause like she had, Relapsed, but wasn't telling her team, but they kind of knew something was up. Okay. And you see just these like really tense moments between all of them. It's, I, I just, it's, it's so, she, it's, and you hear, see her like the night before it happens. You see her out and taking selfies with a drink in her hand that you can't see in the selfie because she's still supposed to be like kind of sober at this point. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how difficult it was and how at that point in her life she like didn't understand like she, what was even the point of being sober at that point it's just like and her parents I believe or her mom or, or maybe her stepdad says something like Demi is very good at pretending that everything's okay with her mm-hmm. and it's just like jarring and shocking and from a woman who has shared so much already like I feel like this is her like second or third YouTube documentary I'm gonna be watching the shit out of this because it's like this is Crazy. I and the thing is, you know, mentally it's bad, but watching it, it's like, oh, this is, this is like, it's like fucking intervention shit. Like it's Mm -hmm. so serious. It's devastating. Yeah, it is really hard. But I think she's amazingly brave for like putting this out, and it's something that people need to see because people need to be aware of the horrible effects of like drug use, and and people need to know that like it's okay to talk about it. Like if you have a problem, the best thing you can do is talk about it and 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 be open and honest about it. And hopefully, this will get people to like understand that it's not just them, and, and you know, it'll give more of a voice to you know the epidemic of you know people who are addicted to heroin yeah. and so so i mean i i'm happy that she's doing it but it will definitely be a hard watch it's gonna be intense and that's the thing is i feel like you've i've heard so much about her addiction journey for so long and people say the phrase like even if you are in recovery you're always in recovery like you're always an addict on oh, some yeah. level and Absolutely. but it's like 
and again, logically, mentally, you know that's true. But like watching her story and how she had, like, of course, like she has relapses because she's human and she's addicted to something. I guess being someone who's not addicted to anything, it's like hard to relate. Mm-hmm. But it's so that's why it's important that we watch it so we can understand and be empathetic to a situation that may not be our life story. But it's like this is real and this happens to a lot of people, not just the Demi Lovato's of the world. And I just, you know, I, I just, I want good things for her. It just yeah, is, she's so talented and, oh, and you, you want more music, I like, know. And, but you want her to obviously get better yes. and, and feel better. And so uh, we're rooting for her. Absolutely. We are. Um, speaking of rooting for people, there's a really good, I don't, I mean, I don't think either of us are super SNL people, but the cold open this week was a Britney Spears talk show. I saw like a, like a two minute clip of it. Chloe Feynman is a genius. It's a group. She is great. And it's so great because it's like, of course she's like mimicking Britney's mannerisms and like her YouTube or Instagram dances and stuff, but it's not punching down at her. No, it's, yeah. it's very much like making fun of how the fact that everyone has had to come out and apologize to Britney Spears just after the framing Britney Spears documentary came out. And I, I just, I loved it. I loved the fact that it opens with shading Justin Timberlake. It's like speaking of people who like have given me much too late apologies 20 years later, this episode is sponsored by the notes app. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> yes, get him, get him. Uh, I recommend everyone oh. watch that sketch. Um, and I watched something and this is the guy from, um, Bridgerton was hosting, who's okay. very attractive and he did something else. There was, oh, and there was also a, um, a fucking Olivia Rodrigo sketch in which it's like a bunch of guys just talking about like driver's license okay. <laughs> and like the story behind it and why it's so big. And they're like supposed to be like guys, guys in like a pool hall. It's kind of funny too. Um, speaking again of SNL, Nick Jonas is going to be hosting and being the musical guest next week. And he has announced a new, I assume song it's new music of some kind entitled space, space. Yeah. I haven't seen this cover. Yes. His arms are out. His arms are out. Yes. I mean, Hey, we like that. Hey, we like, <laughs> we do like that. We like that. He doesn't seem like he's in outer space though. No, he just looks like he's, um, outside. Maybe he just like, he looks like he came from out, just came from outer mm. space, like in, like a Sandra Bullock gravity, like who I've been through it. And I just <laughs> came back down to earth. Yeah. It seems very like, um, the day after tomorrow kind of thing. It looks like if this was a Tom Cruise action movie, this would be the poster. Okay. When um, was the last time, uh, Nick Jonas put out solo music? <sighs> I don't, I think he had, um, that song Chains with Tovlo, I feel like might have been the first single off of his last album. Maybe that was 2017. I'm guessing. Okay. I don't, I'm not. Well, and then in like what, 2019, the Jonas Brothers like came out with a yes, full thing. The Sucker. And yeah. it's a very, it has a great song in that album uh, called Don't Throw It Away, I believe. That was my jam that summer. So. Okay. Recommend it. Uh, but we're excited for Nick. Um. And a little bit more Britney news. Apparently, Netflix is coming out with a documentary um, as well. Yeah. I think the only other documentary we need is Is the Britney's. Well, it's funny because I was having a conversation uh, like in my group text thread with my friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I said something about how, you know, so many of these like streaming platforms like sometimes just go for like the easy buck Mm -hmm. and something that they know, like what will appeal to millennials and the millennial nostalgia and everything. And not that like it's such a horrible thing, but they definitely have a. A system right. that they feel works and everything, and they're kind of just catering to that. And they're just like, I don't understand. Like, like no, like there's so much original content. And I'm like, yeah, but like even so, a lot of the original, original, original content, mm. like 
caters to the nostalgia for of sure and everything um and then like so much of the stuff is literally just remakes or reboots right. or of some kind um and then literally five minutes later <laughs> this pops up mm. and i sent them this and i was like case in point <laughs> it also is like i remember when we were kids and like a bug's life and ants came out near the same time so it was like oh gosh these two obviously knew that the other was in production and one of them was biting off the idea but it's like we're not even doing that anymore we're waiting for one thing to be officially released mm-hmm. seeing that people react to it and then green lighting up an exact same project yeah but it's it seems weird. weird it's weird because it's still like an unofficial documentary yes, so it's kind of just like the whole point of this documentary that went so viral that right. so many people watched was all about how they feel they want Britney Spears to have like agency over her own life and career yes. again and now Netflix is just making money off of yes. an unauthorized story. That's the it's, whole thing about the whole Britney thing blowing up again is like even though the narrative is different this time the public is on her side this time It uh, is this over interest in her and this obsession with her and this like eagle eyed look at her case is this a world away from everyone being obsessed with her breakdown and eagle-eyed look at mm-hmm. everything she'd do with the paparazzi? Like Because now we're just capitalizing on her downfall again. Yeah, but it's know? like we're capitalizing on a comeback that we're forcing upon we're her. We're forcing like, upon her. If she were to be free of her conservatorship and people were, and she was just like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited. I'm never performing again. Would people be like, well, wait, what the fuck? We worked for you. You know, I don't know. Mm. It just feels, it also feels weird. As much as I love Britney and think, of course, this is more good than bad is coming out of getting eyes on the case. Of course. Yeah. But it just does sometimes feel weird. Yeah. Like all of these documentaries popping up mm-hmm. feels weird. Yeah, I just, I have questions. I have questions. Yes. Um, Anne Hathaway said on Drag Race that she was the ninth choice to play the lead in Devil Wears Prada. The ninth? Ninth. Which is crazy. I can't think of anyone else doing that. This was like... And like this was 2006 right darling of the day right yes so yeah she said she wow. was the ninth choice and she had to fight for that role and i just wanted to let us all know that so that we can all not give up on our dreams absolutely and just know you, you may be the ninth choice but yes you could also still be amazing exactly choice so right. wow and there's no like saying like who was you know no she didn't say well, of course she wouldn't say, but I wonder if there's anything out there. Mm, I think there was something out there about, oh, who was it? Uh, Rachel McAdams turning down the role. Okay. Yes. That's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't see Rachel McAdams as being as, uh, I don't know. She's a little different from Manhattan. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just thinking of like Rachel McAdams as like Regina George. Right. <laughs> but, but even in like The Notebook like a, and uh, I don't know, she seems to be a like... I don't know that I would believe her at the beginning of the movie. Yes. You know, like Anne Hathaway's a little more that character yes. in the beginning of the movie. She's she, like uh, she, Rachel McAdams feels very self-possessed and like she like knows herself yes. in these roles. So yes. who's to say Um, not to bring up, you know, men we hate, uh, but FKA T- Twig sat down to talk about her abuse uh, in her prior relationship with Shia LaBeouf. And um, there's not really new ground to be broken here but I just thought this was a good quote and something that we should think about when discussing uh, domestic issues Uh, Gail at one point asked the singer why she didn't leave the relationship to which Twigs responds I'm decided I'm not going to answer that question anymore because the question should really be to the abuser why are you holding someone hostage which is just you know again a simple thing but I feel like that's a kind of a societal point of view of like I mean if it was so bad why didn't she just leave it's Mm -hmm. like well he threatened to kill her if she left like that's the obvious answer so don't 
Don't ask abusers. Abusees. Yeah. And it's it's a good like new perspective to have that isn't really discussed often or seen often. So I'm glad she had the opportunity to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, Last thing about um, men who are terrible. uh, Rush Limbaugh died. (sighs) Uh, I mean, he was a very cruel man. Yeah, he was. I'm very sad that. He was in existence. Could you imagine that when you die, that people are just tweeting about all of the awful shit you did, including having that like AIDS commentary? I I I didn't know he did that. that. And what? What exactly? Yeah, he would apparently like. Apparently, this was in the eighties too. Like whenever. Uh, he would have like a count every day on his radio of how many new like gay guys died from AIDS that right. week or whatever and like play music celebrating. Yes. It. It's just like, oh, oh. Right. I, I I I hope that in his final moments he found some semblance he didn't. Of, of clarity. He didn't. That's all I'm going to say. All I'll say is he is now dead. I mean, it's very sad that like even though he is dead, his words are still out there. That's the thing. His, his content is still out there. And the pe- so, people were, and well, one less person to spout dumb shit around. You know what? Uh, no, I'm not one to celebrate the death. I'm not celebrating his death, but I think it's a good thing that he's not no longer spreading evil throughout the world, which I think is like, oh, no, Thanos died. Right. Like, sh- I think it- that's okay. <laughs> I think that's okay. Yeah, it, it's it's and it's sad that like there are now so many people who have like listened to him for years and they are still out there. Yeah. You know? So, so that's uh, it's it's all just sad, sad, sad. Everything is, is just don't yeah. be a person that when you die, people want to talk about all of the horrible shit you did. Like, don't live your life like that. Like that, if nothing else, shows that he did everything wrong. But well, is there anything else I might have missed on the news for idiots front? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't really think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's very little bad news because so much it, we're looking up. Yes, I mean, you Ugh. are you've got like all that mRNA RNA yes flowing through your veins. It's true, it's flowing through. All oh of my god. cells are getting spikes or whatever. Oh my god, you're gonna like start like uh, growing like wings like an X Man. Oh, I'd love that. I'd yeah. I'd be so good at just flying. kidding. Vaccines don't do that, guys. They Vac- don't. Everyone vaccines. get vaccinated. <laughs> we're just joking. It's okay. a joke. We're very pro-vaccine here on Two Game Mats. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more Two Game Mats podcast. Okay. We okay. are back. It's true. Found this email. Yes. That we got for email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. Mm-hmm. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamemats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Yes. So this question comes to us from Doni. Doni, subject line is songs you could have sworn were hits. I, I think I have a feeling I know what this question will be. Um, hey guys, okay, so I've been on a bit of a Britney binge lately. Brit- sorry, Britney binge lately, and listening to Blackout slash Circus slash Femme Fatale. Out of curiosity, I wanted to read some of the Wikipedia articles on the singles to see how they fared on the charts. Mm. Imagine my shock when I read Radar peaked at number eighty-eight on the Hot One Hundred. I could have sworn it was a huge hit back then. I guess nostalgia is powerful. Got me thinking about those songs that seemed so iconic to us but charted poorly during their original run. Have you guys ever had a moment like this before? Dirty by Christina Aguilera is another one for me. Was Dirty not a hit? Oh, no, best I, Dirty. I, I was, <laughs> yes, that's a great question, A. Dirty was not a big hit and Beautiful was kind of like the reaction to that. It's like, oh, we're coming back from that song that didn't do so well. So Interesting. Because I remember Dirty, maybe I just remember Dirty playing on MTV. Oh, yeah. Like was, the video. And so I kind of just assumed like, oh, this is a hit. I didn't really pay much attention to it, but I just figured, oh, right. they're playing it, so of course it's a hit. MTV only plays hits. Right. And I think Britney is an artist that in our lifetime has a lot of songs like that because she was all over TRL. But I feel like 
between, I feel like the number one single she had were Baby One More Time. And then I think next it was Womanizer. Womanizer, wasn't it? yes. The fact that like, the fact that Oops did not go number one, the fact that Toxic did not go number one, the fact that Slave for You did not go number one, stronger than, the fact that these songs did not, the fact that Gimme More didn't, and like Doni, I thought that Radar was a a bigger hit too, because I remember it being in the ether, so like I'm, the fact that Womanizer was like her second number one is absolutely bonkers to me. Wild. Um, Yeah, so I definitely agree with uh, Doni's assessment there with the Britney songs. I mean, we talk about it in our, um, video songs that uh should have been hits yes um that we did i don't know like a year ago now mm-hmm. and i could have sworn those 18 songs <laughs> were hits i could well, have sweetie sworn i could have told you like, that it were not I, I didn't think they were like in like the top 10 or whatever but i figured they were songs that people knew but it's like oh no if you were not a child who watched the disney right. channel from like i don't know 1998 mm. to like 2002 which was like peak like Disney Channel time for yeah. like the 13 year old or the 12 year old um, you could have sworn like you could have sworn that the music on there like were, were hits absolutely the stuff they were playing was just I guess different from what was peaking at number one and stuff because I was just like oh yeah the 18s everyone loves the 18s <laughs> everyone knows upside down Mm-mm. bouncing off the ceiling Mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah no I think the one song that comes to mind and I apologize you know I love Mariah but as someone who is living through of course the glitter era and knowing what happened with that album I remember they had websites back in the day and they might still have there where they're like rate the music websites where songs that haven't come out yet they'll play like the first half of it mm-hmm. and I was just doing that because you know I was a kid and I was like this is what I like to do yes, <laughs> of course it's fun and I heard the beginning of Through the Rain mm-hmm. broke into tears <laughs> <laughs> And like, wait, so this was like last week. This, yeah, this, was, this is very recently. They're re-releasing it. And the thing is, I watched that song on TRL. I watched her perform it everywhere she could. I, there were specials about it. The album actually debuted at the time with her biggest sales of the career. And that made me think like, oh, everyone knows this song. Everyone knows of Through the Rain. I feel like it's kind of ubiquitous in a weird way. But maybe, again, that's my my blinders on. What number do you think Through the Rain peaked at on the Billboard? See, I am like you. I totally thought Through the Rain was a hit as Thank well. Because you. I was not following pop music at this point in my life yes. at all in right. the slightest. And I knew Through the Rain. She, she sang it on Oprah. She sang it on the Billboard Awards. She sang it everywhere. And so when you told me yes. where it peaked, like yes. back in like 2013, we yes. had this discussion. I was just like, you're joking. Right. 81. That's <laughs> nuts. Horrifying. For not just like a Mariah Carey song, but for... A very good oh, Mariah Carey. It's lovely. A beautiful song. It is beautiful. And I remember when it came out, I remember listening to some radio station. People are still anti-Mariah. And someone called in and was like, "Ugh, I think Mariah needs to retire and just leave all the ballots to Kelly Clarkson, who like had just won Idol or whatever. And I was like, fuck you. And <laughs> you know, Kelly Clarkson also has a response to that. And it's fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> like, Kelly Clarkson would be like, how dare you? Whose version of Without You did you think Kelly was doing on Idol? You dumb bitch. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah. Kelly would give her life for Mariah. Course, like I, the two of us. <laughs> Through the Rain is just a gorgeous piece of music. And it's I one of the best sung songs on Charm Bracelet. I feel like there's quite the build. The vocal is good, even if it's a little cut and paste. But it's great. You know, all you got to do what you got to do. Hey, you got you to gotta make it to the rain. Hey, when it's on the record, it's on the record. Exactly. And also the MC30 for Through the Rain was great. I feel like the Maurice Joshua new soul mix of Through the Rain, which has some great backgrounds. It's like, we're gonna make it. 
We're gonna make it. We're gonna make and this it. Was at a time, make it through the rain. And this was at a point in time where like a lot of song bad songs ah! like <laughs> like a lot of bad songs were just like peaking at number one. And it's just like what? The early two thousands, like between two thousand and two thousand five was a weird time for the The charts. fact that Britney did not have a number one, but like Ashanti was number one all the time. That's all of the time. <laughs> like I swear. And the thing is, Foolish is a great song. But like, did it need ten weeks at number one? I don't. Ten weeks is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you know what song I always bring up? Oh God, here we go, babe. <laughs> I got my boy. I've ne- like I've never thought girl. about ain't it funny remix. Maybe we can be <laughs> friends. Na 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 na. There is not a worse pop song <laughs> ever. The thing is, I feel like it's such a non-event. Like, I don't think, like, anyone thinks about this song, including J-Lo's biggest fans. Don't think about this song as much as you do. I, like, that <laughs> is just an unacceptable song to me. And the fact that that was a hit. It was a hit. And Britney was not having number right. one hits. And Mariah was, was the it's like, what a weird time. It was weird. But then things like Britney was having hits. She they was. Just, they just weren't, like, Peaking at number one, it was like, but also, they were they were cultural events. It was like it was also a very radio heavy time. Like I feel like the waiting on the Hot 100 was really leaning towards radio, and radio was in a very like hip hop R and B place in the early 2000s. So you'd get into club at the top, and you would not see Toxic. I mean, Toxic was I'm sure in the top ten, but it just like could never get play from enough types of radio stations for it to go number one. But everyone was talking about the music video. I mean, like, like it's but honestly the song, I remember when that album came out and I was always like, I'm friendly me against the music. I loved, I remember with uh, this girl, Sarah Green, we would always sing in the campus center. We would sing like the fast part of me against the music and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm up against the speakers trying to take on the music and whatever. And like, <laughs> she could never get it and I could always get it. And I, so that part I liked. That's the musical theater boy in I, you. You get in the pattern. I love the, the pattern. Songs. And so I loved that but everything else about that song, I was like, I don't think this is the single I'm listening through and she had done I got that boom boom somewhere and I was like this isn't great and then I got that album I got to Toxic and I was like guys it's, it's like oh the rest of the album's amazing this oh but, A the rest of the album's amazing but B Toxic's the hit I remember telling my whole chorus class I was like guys listen to the new Britney Spears album and listen to Toxic it's great and they were like okay okay <laughs> hey and I was right I mean when you're oh, right you're right and Toxic true. became Toxic it's, that's the thing it's like at the time I feel like numbers didn't matter because it's just like yeah. everyone was talking about Britney right. Spears I feel like the past three weeks it's just been <laughs> a lot of Britney content I mean, there's but, no way for it to not to be like what an important conversation to be had and at least we're focusing on the music we're not like what did she wear on Instagram this week yeah Whatever, which is like who cares <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, thank you. That was a good question. I really liked that. And justice for Through the Rain. Justice for Upside Down, Bouncing Off the Ceiling. Well, <laughs> justice for Halfway Around the World. Oh, classic. Matt's have a question for you. What is the question? What has you? been giving you moments, darling? Oh, so since like May, mm-hmm. I will say there has been one movie that has dominated the discussion of on the Oscar race. Yes. And that is a movie called Nomadland. Mm-hmm. And it has been considered the front runner for God knows how many months now. But the crazy thing about it is they were just like, oh no, we are going to be the last movie to come out <laughs> to be seen by the general public because they were really doing that festival circuit and winning all of the awards. Shit. Like like uh Chloe Chow, who directed it and I believe she wrote it as well, she beat Alexander Payne's record for most awards win more most award wins by a filmmaker in like 
an award season wow. than anyone else. Like oh my God. originally was Alexander Payne for Sideways in 2004 because he was he won all the critics awards that year mm-hmm. and then didn't win. Well, he won the Oscar for screenplay, but like the movie didn't. That was only um, Oscar the movie won. Um, but so Chloe Zhao beat the record. It is about um, a a woman named Fern and her husband has died. They used mm. to live in a town called Empire, Nevada. The town there, I believe the it was run it was a, a mine town. The mine closed, the mm. town went ghost. Like oh. it became a ghost town. Okay. And so now she lives her life in her RV mm. and uh, she has joined like a community of people who just live in their RVs mm. so you know there's a line where a girl's like my mom says you're homeless and she's like well I'm not homeless I'm just houseless and that's not the same thing mm. um, and so everyone was very excited for this movie to finally come out it's, totally. it's on Hulu and they are doing like a theatrical release nice um, which Oscar voters like or say he has been blabbing about it for hey, weeks. He's been right about he's it. He's got to get over it. No, he's, he's got like no. it's too much. Every week there's a new article. It's like, what do you mean? It hasn't been for like a year. I feel like every five minutes somebody's like, oh, it's streaming's ruining the film industry. I'm like, yes, yes, I heard, Grandpa. Yes, yes. Okay, well he's right. I don't know. Right? He's absolutely well, right. You guys need to get over it. Okay, literally two videos in a row. You complained that songs are too short now because they are too short. Okay, now. well, okay, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Different. It's literally the same thing it's he's different. saying. He's. I mean, we can go on a whole discussion. Well, yes, about we this can. <laughs> because he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. And so, and so, no, no, no. He is concerned about the industry that millions of people are living off of, down to people who manufacture popcorn. <laughs> like, so he is concerned about that. He's concerned about how algorithms limit your ability to see what else is out there mm. because everything you're watching is controlled by the algorithm, so you're not able to see various different but things. But they still have the promotion dollars to promote the movies that they want people to see. Everything is by how it's, much marketing money goes into anything anyway. Well, true, but also it devalues movies in general. Because movies, so that means that people are going to put less money into movies. We paid $20 to see that movie with Carrie Mulligan. Well, yeah, because that had the budget to do it, but not movies that have a smaller budget like Nomadland can do that. Mm. So that's like what the problem is. But anyway, (laughs) so this movie is so beautiful. Like it is absolutely stunning. And the thing that I loved so much about it is because you're, you know, you're following the journey of this woman as she's driving from state to state and meeting all of these new people. And you, you, I feel like you can, I anticipated going into it, watching these people and being like, Oh, these people are kind of crazy. Like, (laughs) like they're just living in their RVs and everything. And, or it would be the opposite. Like, Oh, this lifestyle seems so beautiful Mm. and everything and glamorous and everything. And it was neither. It was just, just a very honest portrayal of these people. It didn't glamorize it, but it didn't like display it as something that's just like, Oh my God, devastating Mm. everything. It was just, this is the way these people live their lives and they are happy and they feel content. And it's what's so great about it is the cast is full of people who actually live like this and they're essentially playing themselves. So, so many monologues that these people have are them essentially telling their own stories Mm. and it's just so effective. It's, it's amazing. Like Frances McDormand's performance is excellent. I have no idea who's going to win Best Leading Actress. I like. I'm just like who because they all deserve it. It's amazing. <laughs> so 
everyone check this movie out. It's brilliantly filmed. The cinematography is amazing. The story, it's so interesting because like, it's not like there's a, such a, it's not like there's like a plot. Right. Like she's not like trying to do this, which will lead to this and blah, blah, blah. But still you're just wrapped in it the mm. whole time. You're just so interested and invested in what everyone is doing and these people's stories. And it's just amazing. I, I really, I, I would be very happy if it won all the Oscars. Do you like, th- is it your favorite movie of the season? I don't. I, I would say it's like tied with Promising Young Woman, okay. which is obviously a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like those are like my two favorites of the year. All right, and it's amazing they're both uh, female filmmakers. So get it, girls. Yes. Like go for it. So I definitely recommend watching it. It is on Hulu, or if you are in a location where movie theaters are a thing uh, and you feel safe going in your town, go for it. But you know, it's on Hulu. <laughs> it's on Hulu. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Um, well, speaking of films, I watched one uh, last night. So again, I was tired <laughs> and so it was hard, but I was like, I don't want to get on a crazy sleep schedule. Uh, let's do something. Let's watch something that can be fun. And so uh, Jackson and I rented for $20. Barb and Star go to <gasps> Vista Del Mar. Oh, is it fun? Everyone it, seems like they love it. It is so much fun. And the thing is, I was nervous. You know, I'm not like a silliness person. You are not. <laughs> this not, is not your type of it's movie. It's not generally my type of movie. But I feel like Kristen Wiig has, it's just, it's definitely more narrative than uh, Bridesmaids was, which mm-hmm. I felt like was so just like scattershot, like little vignettes and like what's really happening it's now. Very, it's very much like improv, improv, improv. Exactly. And like we're just going and we're going and we're like, oh, I don't know where we're going, but okay. This exactly. And this didn't feel like that. It definitely has, it's larger than life. It's very silly. It feels like a movie that would have been made in the early 2000s. Like oh. um, I have a friend who like compared it to Anchorman. It's like it was, and also you watch it and I, you go, you go in not knowing really what it is because they don't want you to. I feel like all the promotional material keeps it kind of opaque as to what's actually happening Mm -hmm. but then once you get it you're like oh this was supposed to be like a big summer comedy Mm -hmm. blockbuster is what this was supposed to be and so it's sad that it's not that but I think people are finding it because before it came out honestly I hadn't heard a word about it but I feel like word of mouth has been so good since it's been released Mm -hmm. Jamie Dornan is adorable and excellent and very funny and like looks great Uh, and also of course Kristen Wiig and uh, her co-star and co-writer Annie Oh gosh, hold on. Annie Mulomo? Yes. Mulom- she, M- M- and she wrote Bridesmaids with her. Mumolo. Yes. I don't know what's her name. Mumolo. But um, <laughs> she's so funny with Kristen Wiig. They have the best relationship. The accents are insane. The wigs are insane. The I clothes love a good are insane. Accent and a good wig. Oh, and then Vanessa Bear. Like there's a whole thing that happens with Vanessa Bear near the beginning, and they just keep cutting back to it. And she's so hilarious just because she's so mean Mm -hmm. which is not her normal way of being but these two ladies are very winning and very charming and it's so slapstick and ridiculous so if you're not into a broad comedy it's probably not for you but as someone who's not really into a broad comedy this is i liked it what is the plot exactly i can't say okay (laughs) i can't say i'll tell you off mic because i feel like you're very fine with being spoiled a little bit but i think I, if it seems like the filmmakers don't want people to know what the plot is. Well, I mean, a log line isn't a spoiler. They go on an adventure in Vista Del Mar. Okay. Okay. Cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like Nomadland where she goes on an adventure everywhere. Yes, exactly. So, yes, they're from a different small town. And they, like, hear about this great vacation spot and they end up going together. And hijinks ensue. 
So I love a high. I love a high jink. Other things that are giving me moments, I must say, just from uh, as a Bravo fan, this week on Bravo has been so fucking excellent. Like the Jersey premiere was so good. Like I've not seen a season start with like this much fireworks as this did in years. Like the fight at the end of the episode between Jackie and Teresa is so insane. Team Jackie, I am definitely not on Teresa's side. Teresa basically spreads a rumor that Jackie's husband is cheating on her at Jackie's husband's birthday party. Oh. <laughs> Jackie finds out, talks to Teresa. Teresa's getting divorced right now, so she doesn't have a partner, but she has several daughters. And she's like, basically, Jackie's like, you made this up or you don't have evidence to back it up. This is just like if I said, Gia just like does coke in the bathroom at parties. And then Teresa, not understanding that it's an analogy, gets very mad. <laughs> so Teresa thinks like, oh, now she's starting. Well, it's basically like you have publicly on a national television national accused television. my daughter Accusing. of doing cocaine in bathrooms. But Jackie's just like, and like, I, I, well, also you're rooting for Jackie. Jackie isn't the right. But then she also screams, I win. I win. It's like, Jackie, OK, I was on your side. But you need to reel it in. So that was look when you win, you win, you win, you win. And you then got to tell everyone the second part of the Salt Lake City reunion was insane. It was a lot of focus on Mary and questioning her about her grandfather, step grandfather slash husband. And Mary is an insane person with so much internalized racism. She was like going on and on about how because there was a whole thing about like, oh, she didn't like to go into 7-Elevens if they were black guys in front of it. And she's like, I never said black guys. I never said black guys. Mary's black reminder. And but then she did tell Andy out of nowhere, like my press. I, I don't prefer black guys, though. And he's and he's like, oh, so you you like white guys? She's like, yeah, that's my preference. That's my preference of people to be outside of a Seven Eleven. And then they're they're like, well, and he's like, but your husband slash grandfather is black. And she's like, she's like, oh no, he's he's white. And then Lisa's this other woman's like, oh well, I mean, I guess she means he's lighter. Who's like trying to be on her side a little bit? And I was like, this is a fucking mess. I can't take my eyes off of it. She had so much help, but it's just a complete disaster. And then tonight on Housewives of Atlanta, they went to uh, a bachelorette party for Cynthia and Candy got a stripper for everyone. The girls, it's you've never seen something like this on like a Housewives. Basically, they think the cameras are down, but they have cameras like throughout the house. Oh, I love that. Some that they that they try to cover up, and some that catch some of the Housewives. Getting drunk enough to make out with each other. Some of them have. There are now accusations that two of the women, one of whom is engaged, have sex with the stripper, and they catch the stripper walking out of the house at seven a.m. So the stripper did sleep over. It just is. This was a supersized episode. It was an hour and fifteen minutes, and I could have watched three more hours of it. It just was like for a, a, a network that has been worrying because there's just been a lot of like quarantine content, which like does not work for a housewife because the whole time you're like wait they're not wearing their mask they are wearing the mask this is mm-hmm. uncomfortable they can't go on trips this week brava 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 I mean, we love broad stuff this week and <laughs> <laughs> this were very broad performances yeah, matt palmer loves the broad stuff this week. ladies of a certain age and that's that's and mean high, but the, you, I these mean, are high are you gonna like write the next campy classic like, know. are you gonna write the next Devo? Oh, oh my god, god. guys <laughs> warning the Pfizer vaccine makes you more susceptible to broad comedy oh my god <laughs> this is beautiful and now we can really be friends <laughs> now, finally after all these years now you will finally get me and we're gonna have to re-listen to the music man again oh are my you? god well let's not push it <laughs> let's you know let's not go crazy but I guess that's it for me. Is there anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love you very much. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. And yeah, it's Matt Steele. Two Game Mats for both of us. And we'll be back next week for another Two Game Mats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.